Welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sammy Sheva. And welcome. We here at Curious Chimps are law-abiding citizens. We do not endorse anything illegal. And anything we discuss is for entertainment and not information purposes. We are not experts, and nor do we claim to be. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, read the label, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chips. For the future, I didn't I tell you we got a, we got a couple guests lined up, eh? Next week we got Mikey. We may as well bring it up. Yeah, yeah. What's so this guy's last name? Michael Marjaba. Probably butchered it, but Marjaba, I think. I like it though, Marjaba. Yeah, yeah. Marjaba. <laughs> Sound, it sounds like an exclamation in another language. Yeah, Marjaba. <laughs> you know, like someone wins a contest. <laughs> He's a fascinating guy, man. He uh, he did Mount Everest height in meters on the bike in Montreal, in Montreal on the hill. Yeah, on the mountain on the Camille Hood is the road name. Halfway through that, you must be dying. Just like, why did I do this? Just marathon mind, you know? Like, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, yeah. And we didn't go too deep into it, but he's, he had some moments where, like... Save it for the mics. Yeah. That's a good... You gotta gotta remember that. <laughs> we keep talking to each other off mic, yeah. and it's like, damn it! Yeah. So that was a 12-hour experience, or 13 hours. So he'll he'll go deep onto that. Wow. Yeah. I can't and imagine. I can't the imagine. The week after that, we got uh, Stefan uh, Voice, or Stephen Voice. Yeah, I'm always bad with the PHs. Does he? Well, yeah. What does he prefer? I will find out. <laughs> I, don't know, I listen to some of his stuff, but I want to like look into him. Yeah, I want to. He's an artist. You know, the other guy's an athlete. I just want to talk to him. But this guy's going to be an artist. I want to come in. I don't want to say like stroking his ego, but like a little. I want to give him props for his creation and be mm-hmm. like, okay, like I've, I've like, I'm a little familiar with you. Let's just jump into what you're doing, and nice. then, then we can kind of skip some steps even maybe and see what he feels about stuff. Nice, you know, yeah. I, I kind of said that in a stupid way, but like, <laughs> but hell yeah. yeah, you know, and get his perspective on on how he made it, right? And exactly, like he does a lot of things, like martial arts. He's in martial arts. He does music. Know. He's also a film producer. Like it's it's gonna be very cool to to see. Like I love that he's a creative. Yes, I love meeting people like yeah. that. Yeah, I love finding out that I should be that way in a sense, or maybe we all should. You know, like it's really motivating that creative energy. You know. Mm. Yeah. I'd love to anyone successful in any way like that also putting themselves out there and touching on a lot of different things that all kind of like mesh into each other blah 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 like I want to know what they think about psychedelics plant medicines about trips about like the like Mark was really clear on looking for discomfort and and finding a way to find comfort in that and I mean Rogan talks about it all the fucking time yeah and he's like a a badge of success you know or has many badges of success if you will so it works yeah you know it's, just, it's true it's just crossing those lines every time and like seeing it. what's on the other side. And usually it's fruits and growth for the most part when you go into the uncomfort. Yeah. You know, it's... Why can't I figure that one out? I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just resisting all of that. Well, you know what? I'm learning a lot doing the podcast. I'm not going to sell myself too short. Nice. But I think, I, I don't know, a lot of us have it too easy and we just like need to get that drilled into our heads at some point in our lives. Mm. A lot of what we are is just learned. So that's like a really weird and complicated thing about yeah. being human. It's not instinctual. It's like... It's, there's language involved. There's experience involved. There's there's a conditioning you have to overcome because it's contra- contra- contradicting that. And no, 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 You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> but, so I think before you get to that, you have to do all that unprogramming first. And that's like that's for us. We found value in psychedelics for that. And, and that's why ayahuasca comes in. Yeah, because it's 
I realize that it's really just about taking brick by brick out of the wall until the wall is, is completely gone and then you re-put the bricks back in in the right order. Yes. So glad I have water. Fuck yeah. I like ran here a little bit. <laughs> so brother, let's uh let's throw a theme onto this podcast. Let's dive right in. You wanna do it? Uh you can you can throw it out there and I'll uh uh okay bitches <laughs> money no uh the, okay well here's the, here's the thing the theme is like your last few weeks essentially the theme is yeah. you well i mean i don't know if you want to talk about the first experience in depth it's a very personal thing the, i'm sure it adds to it the the ayahuasca, ayahuasca ceremony uh, briefly so, yeah so yeah. you had let's okay so we'll leave it at that you had an ayahuasca ceremony was a little different than usual and then uh, two days later, you fucking went to a Vipassana meditation retreat, the one in Montebello. Anyone listening, you're in Montreal, probably, of course, and I recommend it. I'm sure he'll recommend it also. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, back to back, I, I just want to pick your brain, man. You're the guest today. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to just riff? You have some shit to say? You Bro, have anything on like, your mind? It was it was so fresh when I got back. I remember I called you on like that rant. I was just like, yo, it's all so clear. I was like, yo, I got Mark on. And he's like, you're like, fuck. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that shit. But like, it's nice that the dust has settled a bit. And now it's like all those, because whenever you do something different like that, it's, you usually get a rush of ideas and your mind's scattered and everything's mm -hmm. making like, like it's, it's almost making sense, but it's so fresh that it hasn't really settled in place. So your ideas might not even make sense coming out because there's so many of them. So yeah. it was kind of nice to, to have those weeks because it's been a week since I was there to just like think about it and like feel it and apply the theory which was really cool yeah there's like a little i mean i'm sure there's a lot of conscious integration because i mean we we discussed it at length on the podcast and the other ayahuasca ceremonies etc but i feel like time just does the job no matter what anyway it's so true man you know and like i'm realizing that more and more that you have to respect time and like yeah. when you do something or something happens, you have to, you can intellectually get over it right, right then and there, but there is an actual fragment of time that you have to go through to get over that thing deeply at your core, you know, blood so, in, blood out. Yeah. I used to say that all the time when I was younger, you know, I always referred to it in, in terms of like, um, relationships, you know, someone couple, I, I was just observation. I saw people, they had like a two year relationship or something which for me is lot is huge. <laughs> Let's okay. I got seven year relationship. Yeah. It's like, it's going to take a good seven years for you to like dislocate from that experience yeah. and, and to like, you know, love again or, or whatever the, the cliche is. And it's also like seven years let's say of work. Yeah. So it might even be less if you give it the attention, but some people kind of ignore the issue and then it gets prolonged, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So time, time's just the, the bitch it's that true. you have to, we have to trudge through like, we try to bypass it. There's a lot of philosophy, psychedelics. It's even just dreaming and like even just fatigue, even just f having fun. Time flies when we're having fun, you know, air quotes. Yeah. Fuck, man. It's like, no, time's just there. Yeah. It's malleable as fuck. <laughs> it's very like elusive and relative and all these other things. But to say time doesn't exist or it's an illusion, like one hundo, like no, well, it's that's, a little That's bullshit. the realm we're in right now. We're bound by time and it's just reality. You know? Yeah. You know, some drugs will make you feel like time has disappeared. They may, it may have, but maybe not in this realm. It's just the realm you went into is where there's no time. But it's in, like, yeah, it's like yeah. what? Like you're in another pocket and like you could live a life or <laughs> yeah. you could be, you could like, like 
some slow ass shit could be happening. I don't know. It's hyperbolic time chamber, <laughs> Dragon yeah. Ball Z style. But in this physical body, in this 3D world, we're bound by the 4D by the time. You must have felt that shit too, right? I thought yeah. like I it's been it's been like a good four years for me now that since I went, mm. but I can remember it's palpable. It's a weird experience, right? It's like novel, oh, dude. And time was it's, time was your companion, friend, yeah. enemy, whatever you want to call it. But it no, was no, you no. and time. Man. I was hugging those clocks. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> those are the only things that are keeping me one foot on the ground, or otherwise float away into the abyss. But uh. I'll, I'll go into the ayahuasca ceremony pretty briefly, just. Uh, I don't even remember like the the, you know you take the fruits from every experience mm-hmm. and it's like it carries on with you. It was just a fuck like a fuck fest of celebration in my mind, like that's the best way to put it. It was first of all. So usually when we go to ceremony, it's there's music, there's some type of guidance, you know, breathing techniques, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, like there's a there's a curriculum involved that's kind of holding you in this space to allow you to really just experience it without anything to worry about you know everything's taken care of Mm. and i'm sure it's the same theme in peru or in brazil it's like the shaman is facilitating the group and everything's pretty simple and easy for you to just get through and just have your experience which is beautiful so this one was a little bit different where there was no guidance it was maybe just the facilitator just gave us all our glass and Mm. then he did the second and third service but that was it Mm. and there was no music there was um pretty much do what the fuck you want you want to get up you want to go outside you want to go to the fire um but in the temple maintain silence you know do it for each other and uh out of that was just it was such a release such a relief too because there was nothing i don't know what happened but i think throughout going to ceremonies as often as i've been going it's like i go for me but for the group as well now and I, I don't know mm. if it's intentional or if it just that's where it's developing. But like when we're in a group ceremony, not like the one I went to, like the previous ones, it's like I feel like I'm a pillar of support. And even though I'm going through my shit, I want to be in that room and just hold my presence to help everyone and myself work through that shit. And so usually that would manifest in me sitting up more straight, uh, singing the songs that they play and just really trying to just like send love to everyone. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time where I'm like, no, okay, this is for you right now. Like, this is, this is your time. Like, fucking chill. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. And I laid down with the blankets like covered. I was like in fetal position for half the night, and just it was like such a warmth, <laughs> welcoming to myself. Like, like this is your night. Embrace it. This is all for you. And that's what I got out. And they did like rapping in the midsection, uh, like the mid ceremony, you know. And I didn't even go for rapping. I'm like, no, I'm perfect. I'm just staying right here. That's so cool. It sounds like um, like this big brother energy that you usually have mm-hmm. that I that I really don't like. I worry about myself kind of instinctually and like just a, a little bit uh, yeah. self-centered, you know. Yeah. And but you you always talk about it that way. Even the first time I went, a little bit before also, and it's like it just gets emphasized, emphasized, emphasized. I don't know if it's always been that way for you, but it's cool to see that you that it flipped. You yeah. know, like whatever expectation you had, you're like you know these guys can handle themselves. Like like something something in before or during the the plant medicine working on you you was like hey man this is this is your time yeah you know you you're a, you're a, a a them also like you'd be a pillar for yourself or just don't yeah. be a pillar whatever the fuck you know <laughs> it was really nice man it was like really refreshing and like a huge weight take it off your shoulders you know not mm-hmm. that it that being a pillar for people is a weight it's just it's like it was a completely introspective time and the silence just really allowed you 
to just go into the flow and not even because some songs come on you know when the chorus is coming you can pull the ending out of your mind because you know it's coming mm -hmm. so you're kind of you can kind of say okay that's about a four minute song and that kind of keeps you in this in this world and you kind of know where you are here like, hours could have passed minutes could have passed I don't know you know and there's like during service for second service like the candle lit and I like reality just like pieced together like Tetris puzzles and I'm, I open my eyes I'm like oh shit okay I'm in my room I'm in the temple my arms are here here's my legs okay there's the facilitator there's this guy this guy there she is okay okay let's take that cup drink the cup eyes closed and I was gone again <laughs> it was the craziest experience man it was like just gone in this flow of fucking consciousness it's like when you're at it's like when you're at La Ronde and it's like the end of the shift so you just like you just stay on like there's no line and you just go like yeah. just like wave your hand up and the guy lets you ride again without yeah. getting out yeah it's that man <laughs> it's so Actually, oh, okay. one thing came out of there because I was actually really, really nervous in the beginning of the ceremony because I took a huge hit of rapid five minutes before ceremony started, like monstrous. And <laughs> it was El Presidente. That's what it was called. And I'm like, yeah, I can handle rapid. I love how they have names. It's like, <laughs> we're going to get like rapid uh, iPhone 7 soon, you know? like <laughs> This is the upgraded <laughs> iOS 7. Oh, God. So it fucking knocked me out of my socks. And I'm just like, the whole room is spinning and I'm about to puke five minutes later we're taking our first glass so I'm like oh, hold it on hold it on hold it on my buddy next to me um, right after he took the glass he puked it out because he did the rap too and he just couldn't hold it and I was laughing I was dying but I'm like fuck I feel you dog <laughs> I feel you man I, I tried holding it it actually stayed in but like fuck drinking um, like that and that ayahuasca for that ceremony was so bad. It was one of the worst I've ever had. It was like clunky, clumpy, like stew. Ugh. I, just thinking about that one, it was so hard to palate, to, to, to intake. Ugh. Yeah. So that on top of the rapi, I was just sweating balls of like, fuck, don't puke, don't puke. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And there's no sound. There's no, there's no, okay, this is what's happening next. It's just the light goes out. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in the dark and this is happening. And you just hear, Every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that came out of this was so profound was this mantra. And I mentioned it to you. And it fucking came Mentioned on. it. You passed it to me, bro. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, man. Do, uh, yeah, I the, needed to hear that shit. Because you were in a place where you were uncertain, too. And, you know. I didn't even realize I heard you when you said it, man. But, like, it just kicked in, like, later that day. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's my gift to all the listeners. This mantra that just came out of the blue because I was getting really nervous and anxious. Because I was very nervous leading to the ceremony because I was so prepared for, for um, I'm usually so prepared for like structure. You know, mm -hmm. everything is going like, you, you kind of get familiar with how the, the weekend works when you go there. And this was no structure. It's on your own. And that's, that's scary. That's no hand holding you, you know. So uh, I was really, uh, that was coming to the surface, that anxiety and stress, and I realized it's, f it's deeper than for that moment. There's something going on inside. Mm. And then this mantra, I don't know how it came to me, but it was repeating like intensely. It's like, don't give in to fear, don't give in to fear, don't give in to fear, don't give in to fear. And I was going in like a loop, you know? And then I'm like, things started getting more scary, and then mantra got louder and faster. A lot of, don't give in to fear, don't give in to fear, don't give in to fear. I, and, I remember when you texted it to me, you sent it like that. Yes, like yeah. just line, 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 line. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I was holding on to it like 
like as words as if it was like an arm like I was holding on to it it's like don't give it to fear and it was showing me examples of my life it's like you gave it to fear here let's correct it don't give it to fear and then it, I corrected it like a memory and then it showed me where it led I'm like holy fuck and then it showed me other memories and it was using my life as examples just don't give it to fear don't give it to fear don't give it to fear and I like worked through so many fucking traumas in my mind of things that happened that maybe you did the wrong decision but that wrong decision still imprinted it in you and like it still affects you even that's though the, the outcome yeah and that's that just fear into yeah, so look into it. Okay, this is what it is. I made that decision based out of fear or whatever, but I corrected it now. Even though it didn't actually correct in the physical world, I corrected it in my mind, you know? It's like sometimes yeah. you make decisions and they were the wrong decisions and you can't change the, the actual physical reality of it, but you can change your perception. Isn't that the reality that's left though? Like, isn't that you are changing reality? Because mm. the reality is that the past is over yeah. and it's like not a thing and you're carrying it and that's yes. the reality so you are changing reality yeah. because you plant fear you grow fear you harvest fear and fear that's dictating fear. your direction yeah until you fucking cut that that thread you know yeah so it's like literally that that's the ripple effect of those decisions and whatever they whatever it is and if you go along with the the metaphor or analogy i don't know but like if you keep going with the farmer visual like it's scary to change crops yeah. you're not sure what's going to happen Unless you know what you're doing, there's like mo there's monocropping and multi-crop and crop rotation, all these things. I don't. I'm not a farmer. I'm just saying like <laughs> it's change is scary. Yeah. But then that like that's a fear, you know. Like it becomes this kind of meta th awareness, and you're just like, oh, I'm giving into fear here too, and oh, oh, yes. oh shit, and then like this freedom yeah, starts raining man. down on you, and you're like, oh my god, and it's crazy, man. And like I had a vision too, and this I'm so blessed to experience this vision, man. Like I. I I hope someone can paint it perfectly to how I picture it and I'll try to describe it but it, it's it's solidified in my mind's eye like I, I see it wherever I go I can picture it as if it was a painting I looked at up close yeah and uh, I don't know if I mentioned it to you off air. it's not coming to mind right now okay I maybe I don't remember but so after that mantra like working through it literally it must have been hours of just repeating that like intensely I thought I was going insane at some points but then that would fuel it too I saw a fire. <laughs> You're like, I guess I'm going insane. I'm afraid about it. Let's go. Yeah. So it was like a giant pathway. It was very dark and loomy, very lucid, dreamy, like like mm -hmm. like things are the same but different, and everything's like squiggly. It's it's very psychedelic, you know. The psychedelic art. It's it's not reality. It's shifted. And there's like this giant carnival to my left, huge carnival. And because in those realms it's fractal, so the artwork is like something no one could ever actually draw because everywhere you look, there's things moving and twisting. Yeah. And it's like your perspective is way bigger than our, our visual senses. So it like, yeah, it's, it's not like a three by four photo. It's literally this landscape of art, you know? So that's a, that's a perfect way of putting it. That's, I guess that's why people like Alex Gray is like that. Like he's kind of capturing a photo of like endlessness in a lot of his paintings. Yeah, it's true. And like you look at it and it's like, yeah, it's a photo, but it's kind of, it's more than a, it's there's depth. So yeah, it was that. And it was like an aerial view, you know, like I'm seeing it, but okay. it was, I was kind of navigating through it. So on my left, there's this giant carnival. It's fucking beautiful. Like merry-go mounds, there's clowns on it. There's like these crazy roller coasters. Everyone's bags of popcorn and hot dogs and ch and fucking corn dogs and, and uh, nachos. I remember seeing nachos <laughs> or cheese and like, it's like so cartoony, like the cheese is dripping down his chin, you know? And there's like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very carnival-like. <laughs> And everyone's, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> there's all, all of that. Right? Anything you could picture was there, you know? 
step right up. <laughs> <laughs> and there was also that machine where they hammer and the thing yeah, goes up, a, you know, like bing. You awesome. Know? So awesome. I see everyone's going. There's a fucking massive line. Everyone's like rushing in and they're paying with this currency. And this currency was like, it just showed like a fear dollar. I remember seeing fear dollar. And everyone's giving their fear dollars and they're getting admissions. The more fear dollars they give, the more tickets they have for the access to the carnival. So you see people with like a shit ton of tickets. You see people with a few tickets and they're just entering the carnival. And then like the more tickets you have, you can do the bigger rides and you stay there and it's fucking safe, comfortable, beautiful. And I'm like looking at everyone and everyone's like fucking, some people are super fat, some are skinny. And it's just like a variety of everyone, every type of person there. And then I look to the right. I don't remember my shift, my focus shift. I look to the right and I see this fucking path, this gloomy fucking path looks swampy. And there's a forest with a few trees, but most of the trees are like dead. You know, those forests when it's like raining, like acid rain or something. And like all the leaves are gone. It's just like those okay. trees. I don't know if it's acid rain that does that, but it's like, it looks like a fire went through. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, it's just like, a, there's no leaves. There's no branches. It's just like, well, there's branches, but there's no growth on it. Yeah. It looked like that, and it was very dark. And there was like a giant sign above it saying the beyond. And there was like maybe one or two stragglers just going in that direction instead of waiting in line at the carnival. And I saw this, and I'm like, whoa. Fear is that. Fear is everything comfort. Everything that keeps you in that carnival of love and fun and all that and safety. The beyond is no one fucking knows where it is and what, where it leads or what happens. But there's only a few people that want to explore the unknown. And whatever you find there is what you find for yourself. Or you can stay in the carnival of fear and just fucking do your thing, have your fun, whatever. If that's your comfort, go. Wow. But the beyond is the beyond. And that's where hopefully most people's paths will end up directing towards. Because there's something there that we don't know about. You know, and that's on the other side of fear. You know, it's two coins. Fear is what's holding you back. On the other side is the unknown. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. But fucking roll the dice and go, you know? Like YOLO style. Yeah. Like I, not, to, not to compress it into like a but, stupid term, but... But that's it. Like yeah, like literally, I mean, uh, there's this intrinsic value to this, like, you know, chasing this curiosity, like seeing the other side of this mystery. Uh, like, you, like, you're going to die. Why? Like you've seen all... You've, you've gone on all the rides. Yeah. You know, you've even, you've even worked behind the counter a few times, <laughs> maybe, you know? Like the carnival is fear. Yeah. Or fear, fear is the car. Fear is a carnival. It sounds like a like a song, <laughs> like the name of an album or something. Yeah, that speaks to me, man. It speaks to me hard, especially lately. I feel like I just mm. backpedaled so much on some stuff because I just like this world opened up for me, wow. you know, because of meditation and yoga and ayahuasca and all these things, all these psychedelic experiences that I had recently, or like in the last five, six years of my life, let's say. Mm. And then, and then I'm just like, ah, but, but you know insert excuse here and yeah. suddenly i'm like in a more comfortable job and i'm like seeing a girl and i'm just like i'm chilling out in a way and mm. being like you can do this in steps you don't have to dive but i have some friends who are like fucking dive what do you what's the worst that could happen yeah. so it's there is a fear dictating my actions still and that makes me a little uneasy mm. but i guess i don't have to fear the fear you know but yeah. i don't want to get too meta either like what do you think about that like, is it just like fight that fear? Like go to war a little bit? Like there's a fun in that. Yeah. I mean, it's to the best of your ability and what, what you can handle, right? Like in that in that vision, I saw people giving small currencies for small amounts of fear. And I see people with stacks of cash, of fear coins, giving big fear currencies. I guess we all have fear and that's part of it. 
you know, mm. and maybe sometimes giving into it for moments and then knowing that you got to get out of it. That's fine too. Acceptance. But if it's, if it's dictating your decisions, like your core decisions for big things, that's where you really got to kind of step back and be like, okay, what's, 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 what's uh, directing the oh, ship right now, you know? So maybe I'm still harvesting a lot of fear, but I'm trying not to plant as much. Yeah, it's not controlling the ship anymore. And there, there's a lot of times when I feel like, um, how do I put it? I don't, I can't tell if it's a cop out or not. You know, it's just time will tell, but I've had experience and I'm, and I act on that experience like instinctively, like a little, like semi-consciously, which I'd like to get rid of that, but I'm a human. I'm mm -hmm. not, I don't know. It's going to take a lot of practice, yeah. but a lot of that experience, good or bad, especially the bad, unfortunately, it's just tr the truth. Like you learn from those things and you just act bright after you mm -hmm. just act better. So I hope, I wonder if that's just, I'm just a byproduct of those things. I don't want to just like fall down the hill of causality you know, and, and be, and, and make my actions justified. But at the same time, it's like, maybe, you know, I went skydiving once and that's kind of like a good metaphor where it's like, I couldn't bring myself to jump out. And mm -hmm. I just kind of closed my eyes and let myself fall. And maybe I'm doing that a lot when I go to India or I take ayahuasca and these things are invaluable and educational, mm -hmm. but maybe I should take it easy sometimes and just be like look man you, you gotta you go way up and then you go way down like maybe there's a better way to do this a more sustainable way to yeah. do this everybody's different everyone's got their own journey maybe the fear in my case also is not having an ego about it and not trying to win some kind of race even if mm -hmm. it's like the spirituality race you know yeah. anyway i'm just like thinking i'm like riffing yeah. on my own shit but yeah no it, yeah. that's profound man that yeah. and that was a like you went there yeah, that's like a visual, and the emotions yeah. were like. How did that feel? Like, I, like I know it's just like a memory now. It's like yeah. a little disjointed, but it was. There was no emotion attached to it. It was a complete observer state. So I wasn't Beautiful. attached to either past. It was like just seeing this landscape, and it was this landscape was pretty much how the world runs, you know. And then I, I saw like afterwards, my my ego came back, and my mind was more rational. And I'm like, oh, you see this in sports, you see this in finance, you see this in art, you see this. There's a one percent in every category you look because there's people that stay in fear, whether they're amazing musicians. Okay, that's one thing. Let's use musicians for example. But to be the greatest or to be in that category, they overcame all fear. They took all chances. So that's what I was saying. There's levels of fear and currencies. Like you, you may have made it in your craft to X level, but you're still afraid for that last leap and that's where the world champions of, of that category are hanging not mm. to say that's where it's the best it's just everyone's going a little bit further in the beyond path of a little bit less you know i see the value of what you're saying like the like maybe some people do those things out of fear you know you read that book where that guy says ten thousand hours and then everyone's like drilling their fucking you know they're playing piano all the time or whatever because yeah. their parents say so or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's the it's just it's just a good perspective. It's a good yeah. like example, but it's yeah, and it's we're bound by it though. That. We can't fully get out of fear, no matter what we do. You know, there's things that are going to come up, yeah. but it's how we approach it. You know, acceptance is this weird global thing that that, and then like on top of that, not only is it like infinitely applicable, which mm -hmm. is tricky because it's like you feel like you win or you have to stop or something, which is like this uh, su subtle ego thing. But then the ego even hijacks acceptance and like it can turn into excuses. Yeah. And it's like, no, there's a the change and momentum are part of life. And that's that's something you need to accept as well. And it, and there's this weird oscillation between like conscious and unconscious, essentially. And that's natural. We have to accept that, too. I hate that. <laughs> but I accept my hate, I guess. And yeah. I love my hate and I accept my love. <laughs> and it just and it doesn't end. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you accept you that you accept your hate, and you accept that you accept your love, and that fucking spirals down too. Yeah. So that was what I took out of it, man. And I think there was a lot of, like, that was very deep. And I think it came to the surface because of the what I was preparing for, mm. the ayahuasca. Three days later, the the vipassana, and. I think what that was doing is like I ripped the band-aid off, the wound is exposed, and now the pus is starting to come out, you know, and like that pus is my lifetime of, of things that I have inside that are just coming to the surface. I know for the next 13 days, the three, the ayahuasca and then the 10 days there, I know I'm going to do a lot of introspection. So that whole fear mantra, I think, was like the perfect prep because I was so excited after that for Vipassana. I'm like, look, I'm not nervous. I was never nervous, but now... Like I'm excited to continue the integration process and really go deeper into where I was, where my mind was being taken, you know. Mm. So I'm going to talk about vipassana. I uh, just to start you off. I'm sure you have a bunch to say yeah. anyway, but like I remember how vipassana went, uh, how I felt. Uh, obviously, it was like a weird and new thing, and I took some getting used to. And like uh, everyone talks about, like day three, four, you get a little crazy, or maybe day six, maybe yeah. day five. Who knows? Everyone's different. But I remember how I felt after the ayahuasca ceremony. Mm. And I would have fucking, like, killed. <laughs> you know? Like, bad, bad choice of words. But, like, I would have killed to have 10 days of silence after that after that ceremony. Yeah. And just, like, stew in it. And just, like, so I did you feel that way? Or did you just, like... Because you're a lot more familiar with ayahuasca. And this was a, definitely a different experience this time. But, like, I'd love to know the like how do they click into each other if that's, at all that's a good question um they're both talking about the same truths you know mm. it's just a continuation of the story and the work you've been putting in so mm. the way i look at uh, at vipassana is it's almost like the perfect prerequisite if anyone wants to dip into ayahuasca because or any type of psychedelic it's so valuable in what it teaches you because you're in a sober state you're meditating a fucking 10 hours a day and you're sleeping maybe six hours and you know all and you're silent the whole time so you're forced to 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 come up with these terms that you would face in psychedelic experiences surrender accept observe non-react you know (laughs) you know and each of the universal law of impermanence which is a constant theme of the whole fucking 10 days this too shall pass yeah so yeah so that's why man i think vipassana is a beautiful beautiful fucking prerequisite but i understand that 10 days is hard for a lot of people to commit to yeah just life gets in the way but if you can it's something that is magical because it's you're coming to these realizations through yourself with no I guess you are altering your state by what you're doing. It's like sitting a ridiculous amount of hours working through pain and stuff like that. But it's going to give you a lot clearer sight for when you go into ayahuasca or, or, or mushrooms or LSD or whatever. Because you're going to kind of understand all these concepts. You know, mm. this too shall pass. Uh, observe, non-react, you know, surrender, accept. And like these things are huge f- uh, pillars in the psychedelic realms. You know. And they become experiences through Vipassana. Yeah. yeah. And that's the that's the number one way of learning is experience. And that's what you'll learn through Iowa, uh, through psychedelics. But Vipassana is very clear. And because it's so long in duration, it's the concepts really solidify in your mind. It's a, it's a nice philosophy 
like accompanying this very like simple enough but constant consistent 10 days of practice and together it's like you fucking fa- fan this flame into some bon- like a bonfire yeah i swear like I, I didn't do it for months sometimes and i can still just like get into that mm. that specific technique and it just pops me back into this you know I, maybe i can't go deep into that well without a, a good uh, amount of practice let's mm. say but I could just look down that well anytime nice. and see how deep it goes, you know, like if, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. So that was, um, so three days later I'm there and it's, it was hard, you know, it had some moments where it was really fucking hard, you know, day three, day two in the video. Cause at night they, they put a discourse on Goenka, SN Goenka. It was, if you guys ever heard of him, Google, YouTube, SN Goenka, but don't overdo it because if you ever plan on going to the pasta, it's nice to have it fresh. But yeah, you know, I, that's, I going into it, I kept no expectations and no, I didn't want any information from anyone. I wanted to just go pure, you know, mm-hmm. no idea what the fuck I'm getting into. And so if you want to listen to SN Goenka, he's a, uh, his philosophy and his knowledge is so deep and his wisdom that like every night he would play, they'd put on an hour and a half video and that was like only form of some type of entertainment. It's not even entertainment. It was lessons, but that's the only sound we'd probably hear. And he'd just go deep on the technique and talk about the process and, and what we, what we'll be feeling and where we're going next. Mm. And he said day two and day six are going to be brutal. And, fucking right he was you know they were fucking brutal day two's like should i be here and day six is like i gotta get the fuck out of here yeah day six i just finished five days i gotta do another fucking five days god damn it. oh yeah halfway mark yeah. maybe that's what drives people nuts you're yeah. like dude i can't do that again yeah that's, you, know? you got it's a big hill man yeah but then you're rolling down the other side and then all of a sudden day six passes day seven's coming in and all of a sudden you're like oh we're getting there we're a fucking team we're we're we're, we're directing the ship all together you know it's a heavy storm and we're getting through it. I love that. Like the the half half thing, like it's our minds playing tricks on us. Like you have an eight day, an eight hour work day, let's say. You know, you work at an office, you got the normal work day. You you see the top of the day and you go, I got eight hours ahead of me. You're halfway through <laughs> and you go, Oh, I only have four hours left. It's hilarious. It's it, but yeah. but but I hear my brain sometimes going, You're only halfway through. And mm. it's like, shut up, part of my brain. <laughs> Whatever part of my brain that is that just said that go fuck yourself <laughs> sideways with a Christmas tree. Yeah. You know, you fucking jabroni. Yeah. I literally only, I had eight hours before. Now I only have four. Yeah. You could play with the math, but like those last four hours really pass by fast if you just look at it in a different perspective. Anyway, I'm just like... Even with my clients, I say it's like the last reps or the last 30 seconds or whatever you're doing. Like that, you should go even harder than when you started because you know it's at the end is right there. Like you yeah. can fucking push. You can see the finish line. Yeah, so fucking just fucking go you my know my brother man i went to the gym with him and he was like he was always saying like we're doing planks or something and he's like there's there's 10 seconds left and he just pauses he goes any man can hold this for 10 seconds you yeah. know he would always say some <laughs> shit like that and I, I was like you know the first time maybe you laugh because you feel like embarrassed or something but he was like like it worked yeah it's like he's like he's right it's yeah. just 10 seconds it's like it's even if it's a full minute you're just like he's like anyone can hold for a minute yeah. you just did five minutes do another minute yeah. come on you know like it's yeah. just Come like, on, kind of mentality. But that's it. Like when I, I used you to can't teach really you, use that. When I <laughs> in Vipassana. Oof, no. Well, I guess that's Goenki, Goenka. I always yeah. say Goenki. Yeah. People laugh at me. I guess he's your fucking Buddha style yeah. <laughs> personal trainer. Oh, 100%. He's like, you have to work. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, the sixth day is finished. 
you have four more to go. Yeah. <laughs> you have to work hard, work diligently. <laughs> you gave me a flashback. <laughs> work diligently. Uh, what else he say? Work dif- diligently. Pro- proficient. Anyway, he has like he repeats these words the whole week, the whole ten days. I think yeah, intentionally to, to, to work yeah. on that. The your ego's like a snake up in there, and he's snake charming your shit, man. Yeah. That's he's just like looking at. He's not talking to you. He's talking into you. He's going. <laughs> he's going Anicha, and you're just like, "What the fuck are you saying?" <laughs> and by day six, you're like Anicha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that's so true. No wonder people think it's a fucking cult. Yeah, but it's like the furthest thing from a cult, which is hilarious. It's like they they imprinted it to you that it's not a religion or anything. But vipassana means like the thing the way it is. Something like that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know the exact translation, but it's like things as they are. Like, yeah. it's a practice of meditating. And it's like, don't visualize something. Don't, like, you see, you close your eyes, you see black, motherfucker. Because yeah. that's what's there. Maybe you yeah. see some purple and shit too, but like, that's because it's what you see. Mm-hmm. Maybe you see lights. I don't know. You feel your body. Yeah. You, there's no chanting. There's no mantras. No. You don't picture a god or god or the universe, whatever. It's just you. You have a yeah. body. You're here. Fuck you. Yeah. And unfuck you, I guess. And on but top you of that, you gotta unfuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> on top of that, there's no controlled breathing. It's your natural breath as mm. it comes. Mm. Reality as it is. You would say that like it's such a statement. Yeah. It's like observe reality as it is, not how you want it to be. That's like it's so hard for a human to stop creating. I had a friend who used to say that to me. I'd be like, oh, I'm in a rush, and then like I oh, I gotta do this because of this. He just he just bro, stop creating. Yeah. And I was like, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, Sofian, man, if you ever listen to this podcast and you hear this, I give you props. <laughs> you taught me a lot. This guy used to make me scream. Right. Like, he was poking my ego, like, so efficiently, man. Mm. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Nice. Yeah. Fucking you need people kid. like that, too, though. He's great, but yeah. he's, like, next level. I was not ready at the time. <laughs> I, was like, I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. Like, he's just off doing yoga or something. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll see him some other time. That's hilarious. Um, they come and they go. So the 10 days, like, I'm not going to go day by day on how it went, but I'll sum up, like, the main filet mignon of it, the, from all the fat that was trimmed off. I thought you were going to say feeling, and then you said filet mignon. <laughs> <laughs> but that's perfect. All right. So yeah. give me the fucking, the good cut. To sum it up briefly, it was uh, fucking hard, fucking beautiful, amazing, horrible. All of the, all the labels you want to give it, it was. But the overall picture, it was incredible. It was really work. It was really deep, deep work on the mind. On top of that, all that (laughs) spiritual growth and stuff, there was just the nastiest farts happening the whole (laughs) 10 days, man. And you can't help but laugh. You know, the child in me kept coming out like, you're 70 guys in a fucking small area and we're walking in circles and all the little breaks. And these, there's some old guys there shameless don't care anymore you know <laughs> like just <laughs> letting it go i wish it sounded that clean it was like oh, wet and it was like the fra, like yeah the, like a machine gun like the scared like, like the take scary cover ones. there's the one ones that startled you <laughs> yeah they're loud you know so <laughs> this one guy with the fucking i'm not gonna call him out but he was like an old man just shameless and i i love him for it because he gave me so much comedy he's not listening bro call him out he was wearing like a cancun sweater so anyone who did vipassana with me you'll know i'm talking about just (laughs) walking man rips these burps like these fucking intense burps and then followed by like a machine gun fart so like i would kind of guide myself like i'm near him and we're all walking and i'm like oh fuck he burped okay get the fuck out of the way and then machine gun fart 
I'm just laughing the whole time, man. It's so hard not to communicate, not to create. You know, like I was just saying. Like yeah. I remember, uh, I just remembered it now. When you, while you were talking, but like I wasn't there, but I was told this story at my vipassana thing. Like you're not supposed to kill anything. Mm. Like that's part of your rules while yeah, you're there. Six precepts. Yeah. yeah, and I mean they're all there for reasons, and Goenka gets deep into them. Yeah. Everything is explained. <laughs> don't fucking yeah. worry, you know. But the don't kill anything is pretty straightforward. I'm not gonna murder like my bros or something. Like, yeah. but it's also like. You know, I, I, one time I, I had like an itch and then I, and then like something like rolls in between my fingers and I'm like, oh, no. And I see like a half crushed ant and I'm like, fuck, you know, <laughs> but yeah. the this guy like swatted us like a mosquitoes flying around, lands on his fucking neck and he just pow, like instinct, you know, okay. and everyone like the room just like everyone looks <laughs> at him like you weren't supposed to do that. And he's like, he just like, no, like he looks down, but it's all silent. It's all just yeah. like. Like this fucking <laughs> Chaplin movie, you know? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so many weird moments like that, man. Yeah. And then at the end, being able to talk to everyone, you kind of like, like you like you rewind the, the 10 days and like yeah. you get to express again. Goenka even says it, you know? It's like you're, the, the, the work is, get the work done now because on that last day, you won't be able to meditate. Yeah. Just don't even try. <laughs> and I'm, I was like, fuck you, bro. You don't know what you're talking yeah. about because I'm a dick. Yeah. And I sit there. And I hear everyone talking outside, and I just went like, like, like I'm I'm like boiling. I'm just okay. Fuck it. Like I just go. I'm like, hi, I'm Sammy. What's going on? Like, uh, it was it was hilarious. It, was, it popped out of me like a fucking, I don't know what, like a like an orgasm yeah. or like a like like I'm being tickled and I'm trying to pretend that I'm not being tickled. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> like you just it's, freak out. It's true, man. You know, Ugh. that that silence lift was so weird. Getting back into the cafeteria and just like feeling the wave of sound the roar that people i chattering. got excited whoa yeah. okay what like it threw me back a step i'm like okay i literally remember that same moment it was like holy shit there's a lot of sound here okay let's take her slow i ate i went back to meditate and then i went back to them to that space and i was okay you know i'm just like nice. okay let's download re- re- integrate restart download reintegrate restart so back to the whole vipassana guenka he put it perfectly said this is deep surgical a deep surgical operation of the mind and that scalpel is going in and every day it's going in a little bit deeper till it hits the core and the layer and the bottom of of where it's going to operate on and what's happening when you're doing an, um, a surgery on an infected area pus is coming out mm. you know and that pus is your conscious and unconscious mind freaking out all these thoughts are flying through your head of people you've been with years back what you said to this person four years back like everything's going on and to come into the surface because you're looking inwards you know it feels like you're looking like outwards like you're zooming out on this big picture that's you but it's like you're looking in i don't know it's like you like the stop creating thing keeps coming back in my mind and Mm. this stuff just starts bubbling to the surface like you're saying the samskara you know i love that Uh, maybe you were getting to it you know but like that analogy of the ocean and there's like it's like if you make a line in the water it goes away immediately mm-hmm. but that that's a habit and if you keep doing that habit you go into the sand then it stays for like a couple of hours a couple of days maybe then the wind takes it you keep doing those habits then it hits stone now there's a line in the stone yeah it takes fucking years for that shit to vanish yeah and that's what you're doing. You stop making lines for 10 fucking days. Yeah. And a lot of stuff in the surface just goes away. And a lot of stuff, a lot of that stuff is like you. <laughs> so yeah. there's all the sand lines now that start vanishing. And you're yeah. like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> what am I? What is all these? What are all these memories? These connections? These yeah. fears? These <laughs> these desires? These aversions? Just bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And then that stuff starts fading away, and you start getting glimpses of like the fucking abyss, man. Yeah. The lines <laughs> in the fucking stone, yeah. and you're like, Jesus, yeah. those are monsters, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're on the edge of the fucking universe, man, and here there be monsters. <laughs> it's fucking scary. Like it's literally like well, in- intimidating. Intimidating, maybe, is a word. And you know, like I, I you all, every time you tell me that you feel that way, also, I always get surprised because mm. you never act that way. You never let it stop you, and it's mm. fucking lovely. Mm. But it's it's like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. You feel the exact same fucking way we all do. Yeah, we fucking all do. I don't know if it's just being human. I don't know if it's society today. Blah blah blah. But it's common. It's yeah. maybe ubiquitous. Like it's just fucking c'est là. It's yeah. it's us. Yeah. Anyway. That's a beautiful analogy. I remember he mentioned the the, the lines, but I, you just you brought back a lot of memories. I was trying to figure out how to explain vipassana in an analogy, and I came up with one. It might be a little bit uh, clunky, but I'll put it out there anyway. And this is like the perfect way. And this technique is nothing magical. It's very simple. It's so you know when an idea is so simple, it's perfect and genius. Mm-hmm. It's like. The, the the technique is so genius at its core and so scientific and so like fuck yeah it makes the most sense out of anything I've ever heard it's like genius it's so Buddhist yeah <laughs> it really is yeah. it's fucking it was mind blowing and then feeling the application of the technique I'm like yeah like it's, this is fucking this is the real work so the analogy I came up with and it's it, it suits it pretty well it's like suppose you have a, a stock of basil you know and you go to the grocery store you can buy the basil cut up or you can buy the basil in the container with the earth and the roots and the stems and the leaves mm. and you can just water it and it keeps growing and you actually have basil for quite a long time okay so you get that you come home you look at the basil more from an aerial view and there's leaves everywhere it's chaos you know there's leaf maybe you see a few stems but you don't see the bottom you just see leaves mm-hmm. and we're talking aerial view looking from above down so let's use that as those leaves represent your thoughts mm-hmm. and the stems are your more in the unconscious layer of the mind okay and the earth is where the it's it's coming from so you have the unconscious layers the stems some stems have multiple leaves attached to different ones so in the unconscious mind this happened because of this and that's a thought which is the leaf so it's all connected so you're living your life the leaves are everywhere it's chaos there's no order and then over time you're just like you know what there's something going on i'm not happy there's misery what the fuck is going on i need to change something so you do the initial superficial level, uh, layer. You say, okay, you know what? I'm going to start changing my thought process. I'm going to maybe do yoga. I'm going to do something. And you start trimming away, cutting off leaves, cutting off leaves, cutting off leaves. And before you know it, you're left with like maybe 10, 20 leaves. It makes sense. It's clear. And you go, ah, relaxed, stress-free. This is what I want to live like. Mm. And you enjoy that moment, whether it's a day, a week, a month, or a year. You're enjoying that silence that you've created. And at the leaf layer, it's usually about a day. And then it starts coming back. Mm-hmm. So you notice leaves are growing back because it's a plant. You're feeding it. It's growing. And then before you know it, all of a sudden, all the leaves are back. You're like, what the fuck? I worked on myself. Why am I stressed? Why is there misery again? I thought I worked. I thought I put the hours in. I did the yoga. I did the meditation. And I'm back in this fucking mindset. Oh, and then there's that insidious moment. Yeah. It's something deeper, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you <laughs> dive the you dive the submarine a little bit lower, you see the stems. You say, Okay, maybe you go to a therapist, maybe you do some psychedelics, 
maybe you start whatever you really start doing like a Jordan Peterson self-authoring type of program mm. like you start going deeper to the stems and you say oh okay I thought like this because when I was younger my mother or my father said something here and then that formed and then oh I see the pattern okay it all may okay it started back then okay let's cut that step boom stems gone another stem like oh I did this because he said this to me when I was in grade six and then I felt ashamed and then, oh I'm acting in ashamed my whole life because of that you cut that stem beautiful the fucking the stock is very clean neatly put maybe some of those stems will never fucking grow back and you actually did get rid of something but we'll prolong it because we're in more of the depth maybe months years pass things happen life goes on things trigger you you know you've worked through a lot of shit you haven't seen those stems in a long time but something hits you and those stems start growing right back because it's a plant you water it it grows back and they grow and then you're getting anxiety and misery and everything's like what the fuck I did all the work I did all the fucking work and it's still miserable I'm still miserable why why am I miserable and that's where this technique is so pure and so genius is because we've been looking at the stems and the leaves this whole time but to really get to the fucking bottom of your misery is you got to go to the roots and the roots are not thoughts thoughts are what we've labeled on top of those sensations and feelings when you get to the roots, what is that? Okay, that's something that made it grow. What made it grow? This is where the technique starts to get really interesting. It's <laughs> the subatomic level of the body and the mind. Okay, and this is where everything starts from. Reactions to sensations, stimulus that hits the body, and then there's a sensation. Your mind categorizes that sensation, puts a label, good, bad, avert, go towards, crave, aversion, and then the roots start to grow. So what this technique does is it makes you look at the sensation level. So you go past the mind, further, further to the roots, and you look inwards and say, I feel something, something here. This is pain. I don't like pain. Categorizes pain. Don't like. Avoid. And then you start building a stem towards avoiding that pain your whole life, whatever it was. And I had a few examples that actually really illustrate this for some people that still don't catch on. Is suppose you're a newborn okay and we don't have much of an unconscious mind at that stage we don't we barely have a mind we're just acting on our impulses and our our uh, survival mechanisms so let's go with the first time feeling cold okay maybe it was your arm that felt cold initially your left arm let's just use that example probably freezing when you pop out of your mom yeah you're just like, right, right away you're already crying this? yeah because you're you're born into this world through misery so there's already misery that your stems are growing and everything's already happening just at the fucking birth canal but let's say you're a baby you're cold freezing your arms cold you start panicking what's happening is there's a there's a temperature change at the surface level the, the deepest level there's a reaction a chemical reaction okay that sends signals to the mind this is that's where the ego forms. It's, this is not a good sensation. Okay, this is a bad sensation. And then, boop, that leaf pops up with the stem. Bad sensation. How do we avoid it? Your mother came up to you. She grabbed you, warmed you up. Another leaf came up. Oh, warmth, love. That got rid of that feeling of cold, loneliness. Okay. And then that's how that stem starts to form and grow and build. And then your whole life, things just from that sensation, you don't even know where it started from because that's the core. You're adding leaves to that stem. You know, and that's a negative one. We'll use it a positive one. You're a baby, same newborn. Maybe your eyes working a little bit better, and uh, your uncle is playing peekaboo with you. 
you know, and you're laughing. He shows your face, you crack up, he hides it, it's gone. And then all of a sudden you're like, I like it when he's entertaining me. I don't like it when he stops entertaining me. So that stem pops up, that biochemical reaction at the body level. Okay, sensation feels good, pops up. I like more of entertainment. When it's not there, I feel sad. I feel unfulfilled. I feel unentertained. I don't like that. Another leaf forms. And these categories are growing in everything we fucking do. Good and bad, avert, go towards, crave, aversion, right? And that's the fucking vipassana. It's going to the sens- sensory level of the, of the deep subconscious mind and unconscious mind and the, the deep level of the actual biochemical body working at the sensory level, the sensations. Seeing the sensations with the, the philosophy of Anicca, the law of impermanence, that those sensations will pass if you attach to it then they're going to stay and form the sankharas, like they say. And then if you observe the sensation with an equanimous mind, a mind with no reaction, then you're slowly killing the roots and pulling the roots out. And that's how I formed it. And I think it nails it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, man, you got me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what what to add to that. It's amazing. Yeah. So that's, that's what Buddha figured out. You know, he went to the tree, he said, and Goenka said this, and when he said this, it really hit me hard because, you know, when you hear something, you hear something. But when you unpack what, what is said, there's a lot of deep depth to what, that, what he said. And he said specifically, I'm going to sit here in meditation until I'm enlightened, and uh, until I'm enlightened, and the wind will have to blow my bones away for me to move. Uh, even then I won't move, but the wind will have to blow my bones away. Now, if you really unpack that, like at the surface, it's just like, that's pretty intense. But he, it's that like poetic l- and like exaggerated, but it's like, no. No, but that <laughs> level of commitment, he was willing to die like 100% disattached from that, that idea of death. And that's how he achieved enlightenment. It's literally how he got there. He put himself out there, fucking no hesitation, no attachment. And that's what, got, what came from it, you know? So when it you seems read, like the act to get the enlightenment, but it's like that meant he was already getting there or gotten there already or yeah. something. But then it's like to sit there and to internalize it or to express it biologically, like you said, or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. It's fucked up to think that that like the vipassana, the technique, but also the environment, the schooling idea, the ten days, like all of that is directly from Gautama Buddha. Yeah. Like in the, its purity. Yeah, there's like a group of monks. <laughs> who preserved his teachings perfectly for whatever fucking, what is it, 5,000 years? I don't know. 500. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was way longer than yeah. that. I'm bad at history. <laughs> but like, but like they... But so they that, said he rediscovered it, so it was way older than probably, right? Well, I mean, I guess, because uh, he just sat there and felt, and he's like, this is what a human is. Yeah. Huh. Because he's a human. And he's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to stop creating. Oh, cool. I'm enlightened. <laughs> you know, I love how that, that's my Buddha voice. Oh, <laughs> 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 cool. <laughs> Someone needs to make an animation of that. That's it. He sounds like fucking Keanu Reeves when he was younger. <laughs> no offense. That guy's pretty enlightened too. Yeah. From from what we see anyway. Maybe he's a fucking Illuminati crazy boy. I hope not. <laughs> I, I love that guy, but I hope not. But uh, yeah. Keanu, I hope you're part of the good, the good team. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's get him on. Yeah. You never Keanu. know. One day. What does your name mean, bro? Keanu. <laughs> when's the fucking when's Bill and Ted three coming out or whatever? I just want to hear when he's a kid, like his parents calling his name out for the first time, like Keanu. It's dinner time, Keanu. Keanu. What's like a nickname for Keanu? Yo, Key. 
Yo, special K. Special K. But yeah, man. That's uh that's fucking Vipassana. That's how I, I spent ten days trying to, to design a way to explain it. You know? And Yeah. Yeah, man. When I was there I realized how much I think about conversations. Like I man, I realized a lot of shit about myself. It's like I could talk about that forever, but I I let's put it this way. I realized that I was I had like an insecurity about seeming intelligent because I thought I was stupid. And I still have a hard time letting go of that because I feel like it fuels me to to learn. But it it doesn't. It just makes me scared, and it and it hinders me. There's times I do things out of fear, but it never sustain it. It's a shitty energy, you know. It's like uh, putting fucking vodka in your car. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it, it doesn't. It, it might get, it might work a little, yeah. but it doesn't. It doesn't do the trick for it's long. Not gonna last. And so I mean, I I just at first it, just, it was just happening, and I'm like statu quo, like this is just how my brain works. I didn't even notice. But then you know, you're just fucking. You have so much time on your hands. You're just observing. And and the, the the moments in and out of meditation start melting into one thing. You know, it's not I'm sitting, I'm meditating now. He even starts saying, the goal is to do this with your eyes open. The goal is to do this outside. Mm. But you're learning this here now so that the wind doesn't distract you or some crazy shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, uh, it, like, you, you have, like, a certain way of thinking, certain way of being, then you're sitting, and then it's still there. And mm. you're like, oh, shit, I have to be equanimous. And I'm like, okay. Just gonna watch what happens, and just let this do its thing. Yeah, because because you don't just you don't be equanimous, you cultivate it, you you earn it, you you gain it. You don't just like okay, everything's just the way it is, and I'm chill. <laughs> no, there's that Buddha voice again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to experience it. Yeah, yeah. you gotta. I, I like the word cultivate. I'll yeah. stick with that one because we, you're talking about plants and this beautiful like uh, imagery, and I mean I had this like bonk had epiphany uh, like a few months ago where i realized like everything i'm doing is like a plant mm-hmm. and i have some shitty plants in my head too but it's like i can i can wa- i'm watering stuff i'm i'm cultivating i'm literally growing shit like i have a piano playing plant i have a like complaining plant i have a reading plant i have a mm-hmm. writing plant a poetry plant a music plant like there i just have all these fucking plants in my head and i'm just like like watering the fucking weed in video games plant like for a week uh, straight sometimes and yeah. i don't even notice and, yeah. I, and then there's these huge plants that like have a mind of their own and like d- demand more water or whatever and it's it's like i'm surprised after you know anyway i could talk about that forever but that was that was something crazy for me and and i also kind of inevitably like had conversations in my mind with people that would resist they'd be like because i was already impressed i was already amazed by this experience and i was like i knew some f- one friend of mine i think i told you already he was going to be like give me the highlights you know like i I don't need to go you just tell me what give me the secrets kind of thing like i did some fucking mason freemason (laughs) crash course or something and i and i knew i i was like i know i can't i can't transmit it you have the point is you have to do you have to be a silent for 10 days the point is you have to walk the path you have to do the work that's the set and setting if you will you know like the way we talk about ceremony like this is one 10 day fucking ceremony and instead of ayahuasca you just have to sit sit let's do this sit bro like this is crazy yeah and i the, the only thing i can come up with was and i mean i've heard it afterwards because it's just a normal it's like a common analogy but it's it's the fruit of the tree i cannot taste for you hmm. i i told you this is a sweet ass fruit but you gotta go to the tree and you gotta eat the fruit 
yeah. like or else i'm just telling you a story and then you're just like okay like you're not getting there's nothing you're getting out of that no it's not even information for some purpose of usage it's literally just a story you can't i can't even what am i gonna do sit you down and tell you like how to body scan and blah 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 like no, no man you gotta do it you really gotta do it yeah. and that's that's like you know how lucky we are that those monks <laughs> were like okay don't change a thing. Like, and, like yeah, smash cut two thousand years later, and the crazy <laughs> some thing. fucking white boys in Montreal are figuring out how to, you know, be one with themselves or, or it's whatever. Nuts. It's it's. I'm I'm so blessed that that that's here. Yeah, it's fucking here, man. It's two hours away. You can find your enlightenment over the years. You know. Yeah, and it, you said before, like it's hard to find that those ten days. You know, but there's always that joke also in the community where they say like you should uh, you should meditate like uh, an hour a day. And yeah. if that's too much, then you should meditate two hours a day. You know, it's like <laughs> make the fucking time. It's true. You know, anyone listening to this, anyone who's who's like a friend says, oh, you should try this because, you know, it's like you were alluding to it before, you know, like mm. it's good to have that time because when you pop out, you're telling all your friends. Yeah. Same thing with the ceremony. Same thing with, you know, if you take some shrooms or something, you go to Burning Man. Same yeah. thing with uh, with uh, Vipassana. You get out of there and you're like, let's go. <laughs> You're like, you need to do this. You need yeah. to do this. You look like you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you need to do this. You're but like, like, you're like delegating. <laughs> that's it, man. And it's, that's the only way to truly get to the root of your misery, man. That's what I realized. It's like, we have all these fucking things. We have no control over our mind because the roots are crazy. Uh, the stems are crazy. Mm-hmm. And we have no control over the stems either until we get to the roots. And how do you get to the roots? They're above thought. It's before thought. They were formed at the core at the depth you know, sensation level, mm. something fucking changed at, at at the chemical level of your body. And then you reacted to that. And that it was something someone said to you or something happened to you that formed a trauma or a stress or some type of feeling that you've labeled and you've put in your category box. Because that's what the ego does. It just prints fucking labels. And you think it's thoughts and you think it's you and you think it's all that stuff. But it's like, those are all, those are like, those are downstream fucking dominoes just clinking away. Yeah, those are symptoms. Yeah. Right? And it's crazy to admit that because it's like, oh, I'm just a... Like, who you are is a symptom in a way. And, Mm. like, not to downgrade it, but, like, tis what it is, you know? Yeah. Like, fuck. It's, it's, again, (laughs) kind of raining some freedom on on people when you say something like that. Like, like who I am has all these pros and cons. If I can just kind of... uh, throw it off like a piece of clothing mm-hmm. you know uh, and and m- like modify it manipulate it wash it <laughs> dirty it fuck yeah. it you know whatever yeah. not fuck it i mean like fuck it <laughs> 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 i guess fuck it too i don't know yeah. do what you want guys but uh yeah it's the i mean I, I i i keep my mind keeps going back to this plant analogy now it was perfect because it's like the looking downward like you said that's when you really hooked me i even closed my eyes and mm-hmm. was listening to you because it's like you can't even see the soil the yeah. plant is overgrown the plant is in the way you have to start chopping through these leaves like a fucking yeah. like like you're walking through the amazon like in those movies you know you got a machete and shit yeah. and then you're like oh like maybe it's the roots maybe it's the soil maybe it's the gardener i don't want to like mess with your analogy too much but like it's the roots it's there's yeah. there's a there's a depth there's a down under and then maybe if we even talk about karma it's like yeah where did the seeds come from where did the soil come yeah. from like you start getting crazy about it but anicha 
equanimity. You need those things because all of that shit could either pile on to your guilt and your shame and all that mm. fucking shit. And you think even your soul like is making you deserve the bad karma of your life. Let all that shit go. Yeah. That's not how it works. Calm the fuck down. We're all here. Everything's perfect. The only thing that's not perfect is your definition of perfection. Mm. I love saying that. I love dropping <laughs> I like that it. bomb on people. Yeah. And even that's perfect <laughs> because we got to learn and then we got to die. And then I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's what Guenka said. He said, like, past lives, future lives, I don't know. But this life is the one that you do know. And this is the life that you can fucking change and do whatever you need to do. You know? It's nice to think of, like, the the, the philosophy of karma makes so much sense of past lives. Like, it's it's just a beautiful story. But I only know this story. You know? Yeah. But it's not, it's like, yeah, it's not a story. Like, this yeah. is your life. You're feeling this. Yeah. And then maybe a lot of like the roots it all feels like a story now and then like you said you even go past the mind and it's literally your body it's like like what like i was saying before like this is the reality the mm -hmm. past doesn't exist anymore it's just all this momentum all this karma all this action leading into the creation of now and it's all just labels man like we, i'm kind of circling around myself but it's it's your categories it's your you're putting everything into boxes in your mind you know it's i'm good at that <laughs> we're all we're masters of it we're masters of labels you know? We're label makers. <laughs> we said that in a podcast, and it's so true. I picture every time it's like in the Matrix, the key maker. He has a key for every door in the Matrix. It's just like a fucking keys everywhere. It's just we're printing out, we're forming new boxes, new categories, just to make sense out of this whole fucking experience. Yeah. But in in the funny part of that is it's actually complicating the whole experience more. It, it's it's limiting it a little, and then you fall into. Uh, a fear of misunderstanding a fear of, of the unknown or like the unknown just makes you uncomfortable and then that leads to fear that's why the aversion and, and craving uh, understanding is so important yeah, yeah man I, uh, it's fuck man it's crazy <laughs> Gwenka had a beautiful story that he said in one of the discourses and like you're in such a vulnerable state in those 10 days like you, all walls are gone you know Yeah. so like words mean a lot and he's just speaking with such purity and like you could just fucking say the cheesiest line and you'd be like oh it's so true you know but he had a great story that it still resonates it wasn't just in that state like I've st that story is perfect and it's about changing yourself or changing people in general whatever and uh, <clears throat> someone goes to this husband and says oh, how's your life and the husband says you know my life is perfect it's going so well everything's so perfect but you know what and then he says, how's your wife? He says, everything's perfect. But if, if my wife changes one thing, just one thing, it'd be perfect. So then he goes to the, to the wife. Okay, how's your husband? Oh, he's amazing. He's perfect. But, you know, if he just changed this one little thing, it'd be perfect. So the guy goes to the kid, the son. says, how's your parents? Oh, you know, I'm so blessed. A beautiful family, amazing parents. But if they both just change one more thing, it'd make it perfect. Go to the sister. How do you feel about your brother? Oh, he's, he's amazing, perfect. But if he changes one more thing, it'd be perfect. Goes to the fucking father-in-law of the son. <laughs> you know, my son-in-law is so perfect, but if he changed one last thing, it, it's perfect. You ever watch the Jackie Chan Adventures? No. Oh, yeah. One more thing. One <laughs> more thing. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> one more thing. <laughs> I was ringing your head the whole time. Huh? I, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> so then he goes to the mother-in-law of the daughter. How's your daughter-in-law? Uh, she's amazing, but if she changed one more thing, it's perfect. So extrapolate that to the whole fucking family tree. What did everyone not say? 
if I change one thing about myself, mm. it would be perfect. Mm. You know, and it's like, we're, gotcha. all, we're all pointing at everyone. It's like, we're in like the, we're in like the movie theater with our popcorn, looking at everyone saying, Oh, he's got to change this. He's got to change that. I, they they got to change that. But it's never looking in a mirror saying, fuck, maybe if I change that, and, you know, and that's the path of enlightenment. That's putting the mirror up and saying, Oh, it's all happening because of me and the way I react to it. Nothing more than that. Mm. You know, how am I attaching to what that person said to me? That person said something to me, it passed. I'm attaching to what they said and holding on to it. And it's burning me inside for months to go, whatever, you know? That's some big boy pants shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, people can throw examples that are pretty heavy topics. Like someone saying something to you is pretty vanilla. It can go fucking deep and like big traumas. Mm-hmm. And then realizing in those big traumas that, oh, yeah, it happened. But it's you got to forgive yourself, not that person, yourself. It's nothing to do with that person. Yeah, it's a hard conversation to have where it's like someone is clearly in need of some assistance or or some recovery, but at the same time, maybe in an appropriate moment, you want to like start chipping away and and like just dehydrating that fucking victim mentality yeah. because it's 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 like admitting where you are and the damage you have without any of the fear, I guess. Because the victim mentality is the story and it's the giving into the fear and the, everything we talked about. Yeah. Plant fear, harvest fear. And you can hold on to that story, but it's not going to make you happy and it's going to build that misery even stronger. Uh. You know, and some people are dealt with the worst tests, you know, whether it's past karmas or whatever. They're dealt with it in this world and it's a fucking bitch. You know, I sympathize and I, I'm, I'm blessed that I don't have, knock on wood, those kind of situations. But that's everyone's test, man. And it's the only way to get out of that loop, of that vicious cycle of, because if someone does something horrifying to you, they did it in that moment, whether it was an hour, a minute or whatever. You can hold on to that moment for years. Mm. And until you face yourself, it's just going to eat you away, man, and destroy you deep inside at the core. And that misery won't get resolved until you say, look, it's how I'm reacting to this pain. It's this pain has happened and now it's my reaction that's causing this pain. It's nothing to do with what happened anymore. It's how it makes me feel. And you know, like, it's like Mathieu, you know, uh, he's someone murdered his, uh, his, uh, his uh, mother, you know, someone very, oh my God. yeah, like the, I didn't know that. the mother's boyfriend, you know. She, he murdered his mother. And when I heard that story, I understood. But after Vipassana, fuck. I really understood. Like he's at a very deep level in his practice because he forgave that himself. And he even sent the guy like a letter, a fucking letter to the prison and said like, I forgive you, I forgive myself. Like they gave him a, like a fucking heartfelt letter with a book to read. You know? Yeah, and the way to the way to describe that is like wow. he, the way he described it was that guy's pain was so strong, so overwhelming that he he had to take someone else's life to try to get rid of that pain, and that's you know, and like that's some deep shit, man. You know, to to come to a, a level of forgiving someone for doing something like that, or forgiving yourself in the process. Like I we know Mathieu, and it's not at a superficial level. Like it's not intellectually saying sorry. Like he, he literally came to terms with that. Whatever, whatever 
I didn't know that, but like mm. just from meeting him, whatever, whatever poison he can be choosing to drink from his past, he he's clearly not. I don't know how well I can tell how well I know people, but seeing the kind of attention and and and, and space that this guy has for people, mm. like yeah. that's just I am loss of words. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, and yeah. beautiful in a crazy way, but like I'm also kind of horrified right now. <laughs> yeah man but it's it's that's it though like everyone's dealt something some is fucking i can't even imagine that happening you know but it happens you know and the only way to overcome it is you roll with the punches you observe it for what it is and you work through it at the deepest level you know otherwise it's going to dictate your life you Mm -hmm. know it's going to direct your life even like we spoke about with the fear and like how you notice things that that the decisions you make out of fear will affect the future because even looking back at it, you can correct it and it will change your future. But you're literally going on a direction because of those kind of pains that you've harnessed inside, you know, and it might not be at like a drastic change in your life, but there's directions you're going based off the past. Mm-hmm. And so if you're held by fear, most of your decisions in the future will be limited will be suppressed sometimes unconsciously because there's fear holding you back you know yeah i mean it's it's like at a biological level like you were saying but it's also like you're you're making decisions in fear you're going to be in this narrative of fear you're going to like let's say you take the wrong job for you because you're you're not doing something for you now you're doing something out of fear you know you you start going in directions where there's no other modality but to continue being afraid yeah i wish i had better examples because it's like clear in my mind and it's something i've repeated a lot lately but like fear really does give you more fear choices like you're you're playing this you know choose your own adventure and you keep choosing fear Hmm. and it's like it's like playing a video game where you're like making the guy be evil like the evil choices get easier or something or like the you keep going you go you go more like to that a hundred percent of that version or that ending or whatever you know it's, it's it's crazy yeah and that's it and so it's like so until you really uh, release the attachments to whatever it is that's fucked you up your whole life will be tainted you know so you have to release that attachment no matter how hard it is you keep know? releasing it keep releasing it you know watering the releasing plant <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, you got to stop re- watering the other plant. Oh, yeah, we got to go. Huh? Yeah, we got a few minutes. We do? Oh, wow. I thought we went over. Well, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's um, it's hard for me sometimes to talk that way because I feel like I've had an easy life. And to, to tell someone who's been, like, fucking, I don't know, you know, suffered a, a murder of one of their parents or been, like, yeah. sexually violated or, like, lost a limb or even just someone who's had, like, consistent PTSD because of, like, like like some low rumbling traumas in their childhood or like mm-hmm. went to war or something like I just can't relate to most of those yeah. and I don't know my only my only kind of wiggle out of that is like I, I I'm learning to be really grateful and and that's that's it and that's all you can do it's because it's almost like you feel guilty and you don't yeah. want to like embrace what you have yeah but like they must feel that way at a crazy level and it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm in this dumb cycle of fear again. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, what am I getting? Who am I helping by drinking the poison? The Buddha, that's the, that's from a, that's a Buddhist quote. That's a Buddha quote. Yeah. It says that the anger is, anger is drinking poison and thinking the other guy is gonna get, is gonna get yes. poison. Yes. And it's like, dude, 
You, what are you doing to yourself? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Let's end it on that, brother. Let's, man. Yeah. And just, you know what I've no, I haven't done yet, but like everyone listening, like we mm. know most of you. Yeah. This is small right now. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Seriously. It's fucking true. We fucking love you <laughs> yeah. and we really appreciate it. Yeah. And you give us a lot of feedback and just thank you. Just yeah. thank you. This is like whoever's listening, this is the beginning and like we're, f that's gratitude. Like, fuck, I can't believe it. Like, it feels so natural to say it now. But like, <laughs> we f like, fuck, man. Oh, because you hear it on other podcasts? Like, hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, but thanks like, for listening. But like, w I know your faces. Like, you know who you are. You yeah. know, like, I don't, I won't say names because we'll be here for another 20 yeah. minutes. But like, all of you. I love you guys. Yeah, this is really the support we're getting, at least at a, a micro level. It's incredible and it's motivating to continue. And it is growing, which is yeah. making me so happy because I just like doing this. Yeah. I it's fucking love doing this. It's fucking cool, huh? It's fun as hell. It really, really is, man. And uh, so whoever's on this journey with us, fuck yeah. Reach out. Send us messages or whatever it is. Give us feedback. You know, curiouschimps.com, whatever. Mm. Facebook. Just throw us a message. Like, we're, we're all ears. And don't give in to fear. Don't give in to fear. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, brother. Oh, shit. I think that was a good one. I think that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs>